0: We don't sugarcoat shit. (laughs) This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, all you
1: dirty little Renegade Nation listeners out there. Welcome to Renegade Talk Radio in Boston. In case you forgot who I am, I'm the Boston single girl, Kenzie Vixen. And this is Vixen's View, where I get to share all of the filthy thoughts in my head about dating... Sex and love with all of Renegade Nation. And this edition of Vixen's View is brought to you by MotorBunny.com. The MotorBunny is the most advanced saddle style vibrator ever made. It simultaneously vibrates and rotates to give you or your partner the most intense climax they have ever experienced. In fact, both knobs on the controller go to 11. Motorbunny believes in customer service that <laughs> cuddles after. So if it turns out that this level of intensity just isn't for you, just return it. Visit motorbunny.com for details. And guess what? Our program listeners get an exclusive $50 off code. So remember to enter HOPON50 at checkout. That's H O P O N five zero i just want to congratulate all of my renegade listeners for being as dirty-minded as me really bravo because that is a fucking feat i've received so many messages on twitter and emails into my box about my last show telling me how hot my cuckold story was and begging for more you're all a bunch of filthy fucking freaks i love it So thank you for listening and keep the feedback coming. And since I like to reward my sexy listeners with tantalizing details of my kinky adventures, I have a cuckold adventure sequel to share with you that is so dirty, so nasty, so politically incorrect and racially inappropriate that I know my kinky renegade listeners will love it. But, just like foreplay, I want to build up to that climax. So, I went to one of my favorite magazines to tear apart, and that's Glamour. And they have some articles on there. And the reason I love to tear them apart is because you can tell that the the people that write this either have never had mind blowing sex, have never had multiple orgasms, or just don't know what the fuck they're talking about because they're a tight ass. Uh, They write their articles that are so cliche and so, you know, oh, I just Googled this because they have no experience to write from. So that's why I like to tear them apart. So anyways, I found this article on there that is the top sex questions on Reddit. And rather than going to Reddit and trying to dig them all up myself, I've got a little list here that I'm gonna, I'll share with you Glamour's answer, and then I'll give you my answer, um, which is more from a experience and real world perspective than a, oh, I just Googled this shit and that sounds good. So apparently the top question about sex on Reddit is, is it possible to go from a one and done guy to being able to have multiple orgasms? Now, on this particular case uh, for this particular question, I do agree with the doctor, who is Dr. Jess, that they consulted. First of all, men, yes, it is possible to have multiple orgasms as a man. Um, The one thing I don't agree with that Dr. Jess says in this article is that um, a man can have a dry orgasm that that is possible. That's not the part that I disagree with. The part I disagree with is that she's saying that basically after you come, there's, you can't come again. And that, you know, uh, basically that an orgasm is more about the feeling than it is actual fluid ejaculation. And while that may be true, I think what the original you know, the the person who originally asked this question, is it possible to go from a one and done guy to being able to have multiple orgasms? I think what he's really asking in a more polite way is, is it possible to fuck my girlfriend or boyfriend and be able to come more than once? That's really what I get out of his question. (laughs) Maybe because I'm just that dirty minded, maybe because I have no fucking filter and that's probably how I would have asked it if I was a guy. But The answer to this is, yes, men, it is possible to go from being a one and done, meaning you can only come once and then, you know, oh, get back to me in a few hours, to being able to have multiple orgasms. So what I've been told by men that I've been with, men that I talk to, other, you know, sex experts, guys in the adult industry, is that you need to... Yes, it's possible, but you need to train yourself to be able to do it. You need to have good dick control. So that kind of you, you build up to that orgasm. But then also there needs to be that communication between you and your partner so that once you have had an orgasm and, you know, you, you've come, then she needs to be able to know exactly what to do. To be able to get you hard again and get you to that point where you can have another orgasm. So answer to the question, short answer, yes, it's possible. Long answer, I mean, there's pelvic floor exercises like Kegels and things like that so that you can get those muscles in shape. And then there's also, which guys, you can do that if you're, you know, when you're peeing. If you, it's the same muscle. The Kegel muscle is the same muscle that helps you stop the flow of urine. So if you're standing there and you're peeing and you kind of clench so that you can like hold back, like, Oh no, 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 I'm not going to pee. Keep doing that. And you'll actually exercise that Kegel muscle For, for a guy. That's probably the most, most descript way I can, I can explain how to exercise that Kegel muscle. Um. And the more that you build that up and the more in tune your partner is with you and, you know, you have those conversations, then, yeah, it'll be possible for you to have multiple orgasms. All right. Moving on. The next, oh, and by the way, women, it is absolutely possible of having multiple orgasms. And it basically, you know, you need to break things up a little bit. You need to, you know, after one orgasm, you need to maybe switch. Maybe, you know, he was stimulating you, you know, he was penetrating you and that stimulation is what brought you to orgasm. Or maybe he was going down on you and he was, you know, he was playing with your clit and that brought you to orgasm. Whatever the stimulation was, you need to switch it up a little bit in, in order to have a second orgasm. Um, and then once you know that you can... Trust me, you'll be able to do it. As long as, again, the person that you're fucking is in tune with your body and what you like and what you don't like. And you need to be able to communicate that. All right. So now we're moving on. What do you think is the best way to ask your partner to try something new in bed? Well, uh, the most obvious answer is ask them. (laughs) Just ask them, communicate. You shouldn't be, first of all, okay, I say this all the time. If you can't talk to the person you are fucking about fucking them and what you like and what you don't like, then you shouldn't be having sex. If you can't talk about sex, you shouldn't be having sex. So you need to let those walls down stop, you know, giggling and, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Oh, I'm so shy. No, because if you're going to get naked with this person and you're going to put their body parts in your mouth and they're going to put your body parts in their mouth and, you know, make nice with your no-no places, then you need to be able to talk about that. So the best way to ask your partner to try something new in bed is to just ask them. Plain and simple. You know, the, the, glamour article goes through oh well people like variety and it it, it has like all of these you know making a pop culture reference and to help you segue into it that's just bullshit okay that's being a pussy you shouldn't have to start dropping hints you should just sit down with your partner and have a conversation, a real conversation about sex, what you like, what you don't like, what your fantasies are, what you want to try, what you absolutely won't try. You, you should be talking about that. All right. I, I just, I can't say it enough. The next question is, what tips do you have to help focus and maintain even during tiring and stressful life situations? So... What I'm getting from this question is that the person is really asking about when, you know, real life gets in the way, adult life, you know, we have jobs, we have stresses, we have, you know, financial issues, whatever it is, family shit, whatever it is that's that's kind of in your head, how do you get out of that and be in the moment during sex when there's so much going on in your life? And it, that, that one is kind of difficult because I always have a lot going on in my life. (laughs) I'm a very busy person. I've got a lot going on. You know, there's always personal shit, whatever, but that's just part of adult life. That's how I feel about it. Like if you can't get your shit together, I mean, extenuating circumstances aside, like if you, you know, you, you have a terminally ill family member or whatever, but Sex should be a release and an escape from that. That's how I feel. Like sex is the one thing, especially really good sex for me, that grounds me. It's a good stress relief. And I understand the not being able to stay in the moment. But for me, what works is rather than letting my eyes roll back in my head and just... Feel that the ecstasy. I find I have to have eye contact with the person I'm fucking because that. Oh, first of all, it's just intense, but that actually helps when my I feel my mind start to wander a little bit. That actually helps, but again, it, it's it's about communication, and you know maybe try some some relaxation techniques and. Try to de-stress your life as much as possible so that you're not bringing your personal shit and your your baggage into the bedroom. I mean, the, the, the bedroom, that should be like the safe haven. None of that, like leave the outside world outside. But when you come into the bedroom, it should be, or the kitchen or the bathroom or wherever it is that you're fucking. That moment should be about that moment. And that's it. You, you have to put that other shit aside. All right. So the next one says, this isn't really a question. It's more a statement. I lost all interest in sex. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm going to assume that this is more of a question for a married, you know, from a married couple or somebody in a really long-term relationship where things can, you know, get stale after a while or, you know, your once healthy sex life maybe is diminishing and You know, my renegade listeners know I've talked about this before, how to spice things up in the bedroom, how to put the kink back into your sex life. And I think that if you've, well, number one, if you've lost all interest in sex, you need to figure out what's going on in your relationship. Because nine times out of 10, if your sex life is suffering, it's because there's something going on in the relationship. Whether it's a trust issue, whether it's a communication issue, whether it's, you know, somebody isn't getting what they need outside of the bedroom from their partner. So that's translating into, well, I just don't, I have no desire to fuck this person. I I just, I don't even care anymore. You may still love that person, but you just don't want to fuck them because there's something else missing. So you have to focus on finding out what that piece of the puzzle is before you can go on and, you know, add the kink and add the spice and, you know, all of those things that are typically thrown at you and all those self-help books and self-help articles and things like that. You need to you need to figure out what, what the core problem is. And nine times out of ten, it's something within the relationship. So whether you're married or you're in a long-term relationship, you need to figure that piece out. Then you can add, you know, DVDs, watch porn together, or go to the strip club together. You know, there's a million different ways that you can add the spice back. Now, if your relationship is perfectly fine and you still just have absolutely no libido, then you need to start looking at medical reasons. And I don't just mean for the guys who can't get it up anymore. I'm talking about even for women, there are a lot of, you know, our hormones pretty much control our sex drive. So as women get older and even younger women, if your thyroid is out of balance, it's going to affect your libido. If your, you know, your your hormone levels, your progesterone, your estrogen, all that, if, if those are out of whack in any way, if you're taking birth control, if you're headed towards menopause or perimenopause, like there are a million different, our, as women, it, it, there's so many things that can go wrong and so many things that can affect sex drive and sleep and, you know, maybe you're not sleeping well, you're cranky and irritable, so that makes you not want sex because you're so fucking exhausted, you know, it's just a million different things, but if there's nothing wrong in the relationship, communication's good, nobody's cheating, there's no trust issues, everything's perfectly fine, and you still don't want to have sex, then it could be a medical issue could be a mental health issue. You could be dealing with depression. You you know, there's a million reasons why sex drive diminishes. So my advice would be one, look at your relationship. If that's perfectly fine. Two, look at medical reasons. If not, if everything comes back perfectly fine. Three, go talk to a therapist, a psychiatrist, a social worker, a friend, somebody, because there could be a mental health issue going on. All right moving on how does oh nope sorry what makes good sex <laughs> well isn't that the fucking question of the century um clearly the person who asked this has never even had sex um you kind of need to elaborate on that do you mean what makes sex pleasurable because really that's going to differ for every person what makes sex more passionate um you know I mean this particular question what makes good sex well good is gonna vary from person to person what's good for me is not necessarily gonna be what's good for the next girl or the next guy or whatever um for me good sex is rough fucking animalistic just throw me against the wall, pull my hair and fuck the shit out of me, sex, where I have multiple orgasms and come all over your face. So that is good sex for me. But somebody else might not like that. I've, you know, I've been with guys and girls who they like a slower, more sensual, make love kind of a scenario and that's just not me. For me, that's not good sex. For them, that's good sex. But for me, it's not. So what makes good sex really depends on you and the person you're with. So you have to communicate and you have to find out, well, what's going to make this good for you and you need to do those things. And then, hey, here's what makes it good for me. So yeah that question i mean what makes good sex i mean that 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 you need to define what's good all right um so along those lines there was another article about um, since we were talked about orgasms before um women who have multiple orgasms or have frequent orgasms. Because sadly, not every woman has an orgasm. And that's just to me, that's just sad. Like every time you have sex, whether it's oral sex or penetration, you should have an orgasm. And if it's because the person you're with is just selfish and, and, or maybe they just don't know what they're doing, then that needs to be dealt with. But if they're doing everything possible and you're getting stimulated and you just can't reach climax, that's a medical issue. But let me give you some tips for, um, you know, just things that, for. so let me backtrack. Women, excuse me, women who orgasm more frequently have a few things in common. And these are the tips that I have. Um, one is the women who have more frequent orgasms tend to be lesbian or bisexual, um, because they're having sex with other women. And as a woman who has had sex with other women, uh, it's very rare to find a man who eats pussy like a lesbian or a bisexual woman. Like women, we just know what we like and where we like it and how we like it. And yes, all of us are different, but we know the anatomy <laughs> and most men don't. It's very rare to find a man who knows the female anatomy as well as we do and can, you know, can just get you to orgasm, especially orally. Um, so apparently 86% of women who say that they always orgasm are lesbians. 66% of them are bi and 65% of them are straight. So 86% of women, you go fucking lesbians, go. Uh, but there are women who just don't orgasm at all. And, and that's pretty sad. You should be talking to your partners about that, whether they're male or female. Um, Another thing that they all have in common is that they focus on foreplay. So, making out, oral sex, even like sexting and leading up to when you're going to see each other later, sending dirty sex messages and and pictures and just or emails throughout the day and then making out when you see each other and then, you know, obviously, oral sex and just You, there has to be foreplay. You have to warm everything up. No matter how sexually charged a person you are, you have to warm everything up. And that will make the actual act of sexual intercourse, like actually fucking each other, that much more intense and that, and, and so much better. Um, another thing they have in common, something that I say all the time, communicate. They communicate, both women and men. So whether you're in a lesbian relationship, whether you're in a heterosexual relationship, it doesn't matter. Women who orgasm more frequently communicate with their partner. So you're telling them what you want. You're getting positive, you know, giving your partner positive feedback, telling them, You know, oh yeah, I love when you do that. You should do it during sex. You should tell them, you know, in, again, in phone calls, in emails, in text messages, just communicate before you enter the bedroom and while you're in the bedroom. Um, Another thing is that they switch things up. Um, which is what I always talk about, about keeping kink alive and, you know, wearing sexy lingerie, trying new positions, experimenting with a fantasy, sharing your fantasies, role-playing, just all these different things that kind of keep it new and different and just spice it up. And, you know, men, women, both, don't be afraid to share your fantasies and make suggestions and try something different. Um, but the most important thing that all of these women who have orgasms more frequently have in common is that they're happy with their relationships, which goes back to what I said before about, if you have no desire to have sex, if you have a good love life or a good relationship, then you will have a good sex life. The two usually go hand in hand. If you're in a satisfying relationship, you're going to have more orgasms because the sex is going to be satisfying. If you have a shitty sex life, then it's because there's something shitty going on outside the bedroom. And you know, you have to fix that. You have to fix it. So... I'm going to take a little break, but before I do, I have a sexy secret to share with you. This secret is only available to my Renegade Talk Radio listeners, so listen up. If you're looking to spice things up, then head over to toysforpleasure.vegas and check out their selection. They have everything from the hottest new toys, sexy lingerie, lubes, and DVDs. And just for being one of my sexy listeners, you'll receive 20% off any item and 20% off all orders over $99. Just use the offer code Kenzie to take advantage of this special offer. That's K-E-N-Z-Y. Now, don't get too caught up searching for your next dildo or pocket pussy, because when I come back, it's cuckold story time. So stay tuned.
0: Hey, 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 hey. Are your freedoms being destroyed like free speech? Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? We'll be right back. So Kerry and Bush are from the Skull and Bones Club of Skull and Bones, which is the beginning of their rituals into the satanic orders, is basically what it is. One of the initiation rites of the Skull and Bones is to screw one man, screwing the other one. You know, uh, uh, you know, anal sucks, okay? Okay. John Kerry Cohen gave George Bush Jr. his satanic rights, and they lay down in a coffin full of mud to do this in. That's so you're saying that details. John
1: Kerry and George Bush had <laughs> anal sex together in college in a coffin full of mud?
0: That's right. Okay. I am saying that. And because so, it was so John Kerry Cohen okay, gave George okay, Bush Jr. Okay, satanic Carol. Okay, so so G- Carol, G- Carol, G- Carol, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> Sounds pretty shitty to me. <laughs> blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Do you ever walk in and find your husband quickly zipping up his <sighs> hand? hand? Does your husband suffer from chap dick? <sighs> then he may be addicted to porno. Mine was... And he left me to go be number 73 in the world's biggest gangbang. Did you know that one out of three marriages are ruined by excessive porno? Mine was. If you think your husband has a porno habit, help that nasty bastard before it goes too far. The early warning signs are there. Ask him to do a self-exam. If you watch porno before 10 a.m., if you know the name of any guy in porno besides Ron Jeremy, if you can't get aroused unless you hear this, oh, yeah, you may be addicted to porno. If you're willing to donate your spine to Larry Flint, if your woman has thrown away all of your porno tapes and you masturbate to the view, Star Joe. if you like your woman to shower in five-inch pumps, if you think the only way to get your woman pregnant is by shooting sperm in her eye, you Aye. might be addicted to porno. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. But double anal penetration is just not my cup of tea. Party pooper. So if you think your husband is addicted to porno, please call 1-800-I-SEE-YOUR-ASS today. That's 1-800-I-SEE-YOUR-ASS. Excuse me, call today. Oh God, oh, 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 God,
1: oh, yeah, right there. Oh,
0: oh, 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 God, oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes! 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 Oh! Yes! 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 Oh! 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 Oh, God. Oh. what she's having. Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me. With that behavior.
1: Renegade
0: Renegade Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to Vixen's View on Renegade Talk Radio Boston. Are you sufficiently aroused yet? Well, get ready for the climax because I have another cuckold adventure to share with you, Renegade Nation. So, this past weekend, uh, Friday night, I went to another swingers party and of course brought my cucky along and my bbc bull because i couldn't get enough and he was texting me nasty dirty things all week and my pussy was so fucking wet that i needed to fuck him again so you know we have a couple drinks at the bar and then uh we're on the dance floor whatever and so I decide okay enough of this bullshit I dragged him and my cucky into a room and proceeded to cage my cuck in his chastity cock cage with the buckles and, and this time I locked it and I put the key to his lock on the strap of my stiletto. So when I strapped up my stilettos, the key was there. And since he was holding my legs open, he got to see the key and know that he can't be unlocked. He can't touch it. So anyways, um, my bull and I proceeded to, oh my God, it was the hottest sex. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. So, you know, he's got me missionary, then he's got me bent over, then he's got me up in the air and, you know, then he's, you know, throws me back down on the bed and, and all the while my cucky is begging, please, mistress, can I fuck you? Please, cuckoldress, can I just fuck you? Please, you don't suck my cock like that because I had, you know, my bull's cock in my mouth. Oh, wait, but before I started all of this, I did have to do a size comparison. I needed to put my cucky in his place. And so I took his caged cock in one hand and my BBC's bull's cock in my other hand. And I looked at my cucky and I said, which one of these do you think that I want? And of course, cucky said, oh, you want mine, mistress? And I just laughed. and. <laughs> kissed it goodbye so that he would have my red lipstick all over the tip of his cock while he stood there and watched me get plowed by a real man so again you know he's my bull is throwing me around We're, you know we're just we're sweaty and hot and cucky is holding my legs open and begging and and then my bull here's where the (laughs) Politically incorrect and racially inappropriate part comes that I promised all of my filthy Renegade Nation listeners. So my bull has me. He's, you know, he's got my legs up on his shoulders and he was fucking me missionary. And then he, he throws my arms around his neck. And so I grab on and he puts his hands under my ass and lifts me up. So... You know, now he's standing up and my legs are like along his chest and up, you know, on top of his shoulders. I've got my hands around his neck. He's still fucking me. So he brings me out of the room to the bar, which, you know, is only a few feet away, but to the bar. And he's still like, he's fucking me. We're fucking everybody in the bar is watching and he's fucking me in my, and you know, my cucky's going, oh my God, please don't no. Please, no, no, no. And my bull says, tell, tell, them, tell them what you like. And I was like, I love fucking that cock. He's like, no. He goes, tell them what you fucking like. I was like, I love that nigga cock. And my bull loves that. Like, he loves for me to scream that out. Uh, he goes, that's right. And he brings me back in the room and throws me on the bed and fucks me harder. And, you know, my cock is sitting there and he's like, oh, my God. He's like, you have to let me come. You have to let me fuck you. Please let me fuck you, mistress. No, you're not. You cannot fuck me with that cucky cock. And so, you know, I, my bull had me bent over and he's, you know, saying all these things to my cock. He's like, you like watching that? You like watching that nigga cock? Fuck you. Fuck her. You know, he's just being totally (laughs) humiliating to him which I love and any good cuck out there will love that and you know my cuck is saying yes black master yes fuck her again fuck her harder and so cucky wanted a front row seat to how I was getting pleasured and So while my bull had me bent over the bed, I made Cucky get underneath us. So he's under me, almost like we were going to 69, but (laughs) I was not putting his cucky cock in my mouth. Um, So, but I just wanted his head right in perfect view so that he could see that massive black cock fucking me. And knowing that it wasn't him and he doesn't get to fuck me. And of course, you know, he's begging. And so I told him that the only thing he got to do was play with my clit and make sure that I came. And I completely humiliated him. Completely had him on his knees, submissive not only to me as his cuckoldress, but also to my bull. I had him submissive to both of us, which is fucking phenomenal and I'd like to know so I'm receiving a lot of emails from from men who like to be cucked and I'm always looking for more cucks so do you like to be humiliated do you like to be humiliated by a superior woman because my cuck does and if you do I want you to email me and tell me exactly what you like because I'll act that out and then I'll come back and I'll tell you all about it, like good little cookies. So anyways, I proceed, you know, we, we were in there for probably an hour and a half fucking, like, my bull has good stamina and I like that. And of course, Cucky was begging for release the entire time. Please, please unlock my cage. Please uncage me, mistress. Please. And I kept telling him his pathetic cuck cock had to stay caged and he could not fuck me. And eventually I let him out after I was
0: completely
1: satisfied and laying there all sweaty with my bull's cum all over me. And I let Cucky out so that he could kiss my toes and clean up my pussy And taste how hot and wet my bull made me. And then I demanded that he come on my toes. And he did, like a good boy. (sighs) So, it's time for Mistress to put away the whips and the handcuffs. (laughs) And the cuck cages. Clean the wet spots off the seat and strut away in my stilettos, leaving you thirsty and aching for more. I love hearing from my dirty listeners, so if you ever want to chat with me about your sexual desires, if you want to share your kinky stories with me, or if you have a special fantasy you'd like me to fulfill, head over to my website, bostonsinglegirl.com, or You can follow my Filthy Adventures on Twitter at Boston, B-O-S-T-N, Single Girl. And of course, if you found this episode to be pleasurable, be sure to come back again and again right here on Renegade Talk Radio. Until then, my dirty little listeners, XOXO.